0: It's time for the only local show in St. George with the top guests, the hot topics, and the most compelling conversations. It's the Andy Griffin Show on KDXU, Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Hey, welcome to the program. I'm Andy, and it's Mayor Thursday. John Pike is here with me. How are you doing, John? Doing great, Andy. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming on the show. I did want to congratulate our winner. Tony Wynn won the prize package that included two Blaze pizzas, two tickets to see the Forgotten Carol's movie, and uh, let's see, a balsamic and an olive oil from uh, from Redstone Olive Oil. Yeah, nice, cool. Yeah, date, little date night action for Tony. Uh, that's three days in a row. In fact, I think we're just going to keep going until I run out of that stuff. Is what I'm going to do. That's awesome. Uh, so, uh, and uh, unfortunately, the mayor's not allowed to take any of these prizes. No, oh, you're, yeah, you get in no. trouble if I give you prizes. That's huh? right. Oh man, that's no cool. That's <laughs> not cool. It's okay. Yep. I wanted to show you. I don't know if you got one of these. Yeah, pink pants from the St. Louis oh, Police I Department. Oh, I did get one. Did you get one? Very yeah. cool. And the No Shave November. Of course, it's December now, and we can shave. And you and I happen to no nope, uh, not done actually it do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got a couple of reasons behind my not shaving. The biggest one, though, is I just don't like shaving, and it, it feels good to not do it. <laughs> I know it has been nice, hasn't it? <laughs> I yeah. Did, I did trim up the cheeks a little bit, yeah. but that's even growing back in. Yeah, know. I do that a little bit too, and
1: and I do a little bit down here by my yeah neck line, yeah,
0: so. yeah. yeah that, that's where the collar is and it itches yep so. that's right yeah so but we appreciate that chief whitehead for letting us get involved with that also chief Barfus over at dixie state yep uh raised the, some some good money for for a good cause for you know and chief whitehead when i had him on the other days like you know try to think of one person that you know that hasn't had their life touched in one way or another by the terrible uh, disease of cancer that's right and i I mean, obviously I know people that, in fact, my mother-in-law died from from originally breast cancer that then spread and uh, it's a part of everyone's lives and we wish there was a cure and, uh, you know, when I talk to Dr. Blodgett, he's like, well, the problem with a a cure for cancer is cancer is really so many different diseases all built into one, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, it has the one thing in common, but for the most part, it's every, I mean, you have leukemia and Right, Non-Hodg- non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, breast cancer, there's colon just, cancer, and prostate I mean, yeah. There's just many. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah my mom died uh, 16 years ago of, um, let's see if I can remember it, acute myelogenous leukemia. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so there's different kinds of leukemia. There's chronic, and there's acute, and there's myelo, and there's, I forget the other kind. There's several. I, I forget my medical terminology on some of those uh uh, diseases, but yeah, it's 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 terrible, and so it's great. Anything we can do to to help pitch in, even a little bit, you know, towards the treatment and cure of cancer is, I think, well worth it.
0: Let's uh, talk a little bit about St. George City now. Obviously, we have Mayor John Pike in the house, and uh, Mayor's uh, so good about being a good support about taking your calls. If you want to talk to him, six seven three five eight ninety on Mayor Thursday, you have a a street concern, or maybe you're wondering what's coming in, and you know what's being built, or. Uh, Maybe you just want to talk about home prices, and uh, that's a good place to start, Mayor. Uh, uh, Just had the Jeremy Larkin show here on the air, and uh, Jeremy uh, called it a crisis. He says, we're in a crisis right now because the prices are higher than they've ever been. There are fewer houses for sale right now than there have been in a long, long time, and that's part of the reason now, you know, the old supply and demand thing. Right, Prices are up because people want to buy houses, and there aren't very many out there that you can buy. Do you see it as as a crisis a little bit?
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't see it as, I, I guess, uh, a, you know, terrible crisis, mm-hmm. but for those who are in the moderate to lower income ranges yeah. and we have many in that category, um, I was just looking at a report that was due in by the city to the state actually on December 1st. So mm-hmm. just two days ago, I had to review that report. that was prepared by several of our, our city staff, um, And as I looked at that, you know, about, uh, as I recall, there's about 42% of the people living in the St. George area, and I'm talking just St. George City, not the county, uh, live uh, at incomes, household incomes, that are below the average, you know. And so, and, and I'm not using all the fancy terms, but that's, it's not enough money to be able to buy the average in a home or even in some cases, depending on if those are a little lower income uh, folks and households, even rentals. Yeah. And, you know, and so as we looked at it, um, you know, we, we still have got to work on w- along with all the partners in housing, we've got to look at more ways that we can try to um, either require or uh, partner with people, you know, like I say, partners in, in housing to try to have that available for medium to low to, to, you know, more low and even to no income. Now that's a little harder, a little harder to provide um, housing for people that have no income. True. Um, and so those take, you know, they, they take private philanthropy, they take uh, developers, builders, you know, others involved in basically either factoring in uh, some lower income housing units with their at market or, you know, uh, more, more expensive housing. All those things have to kind of be part of it. Zoning plays a part, you know, density uh, plays a part. Uh, But even that high dense, high density meaning uh, apartments and townhomes and condos, things like that. Even that doesn't necessarily translate directly to uh, low cost. You know, you can have, you know, very expensive condos. You know, you can even have very expensive apartments. So we've got to really look at all those things. And we are definitely short in terms of moderate to to low-income housing. Definitely short. And a lot of that, we're not talking about, quote, poor people. We're talking about you know people that are teachers, uh, police officers, nurses. You know, even, those are good jobs. They yeah, make they yeah. make a, a, a pretty good income. But if, especially if you're a, a single person or a single parent, and you're trying to do that on a you know whatever it might be. Let's say it's a thirty to forty thousand dollar annual salary. Well, if you're trying to buy a house, and the average home in the area is I'm just rounding, but let's say it's, you know, three hundred fifty to $400,000. Um, as they say, uh, that boat doesn't float, you know, that dog don't hunt, whatever you want to say. <laughs> yeah. it, it's not going to pencil. If you're spending more than about, you know, 30% uh, percent of your income on your housing, that's about, uh, that's about the most you can really do and still be able to afford all the other things
0: you need to pay for. And one of the other things that Jeremy had brought up that is a, a, a real reality is we can, some of us, a lot of us afford houses now, even though the prices are higher because the interest rates are so low. Right. If we had, continue with the high prices and then interest rates bump back up, it's going to price even people that are at average uh, average income or above out of by being able to buy a house as well. You better have a lot of equity in your right. house at that point. Right. So, a lot of scary things. Yeah, there are. And, you know, depending on
1: how you look at it, I've heard several different numbers, um, but depending on how you look at it, you're we're probably, in our area, somewhere around 1,800 units shy of, you know, of, uh, what we would call attainable housing. And so, attainable for, for one person might be different than attainable for another person, but still those are moderate to lower income types of housing and we're shy. And there are some efforts that have gone on that are helping that friends of switch point just built and opened a new project with, I think it was 55 units. And some of those, most of those are um, sliding scale in terms of the cost of them. So there's some built in uh, basically assistance because of the partnerships available and, in fact, the city donated the land and even some money and waived some fees. Um, and, and there's some other, you know, federal uh, uh, money in, that's involved. That will help. And then there's some of those units are what we call at market rates, which helps the project to succeed. And there are um, one, two, three bedrooms. I think there might even be some four-bedroom units in that, uh, in that project. So it's a fantastic project but it's still only 55 units. We could use, you know, several more uh, complexes like that, but it's been well done. It's uh, it's, it's not fancy, but it's nice. It's nice housing. And so anyway, that's one component, but there are, you know, a number of other things that we'll need to do one, one type of housing unit. We need, we need others as well and need zoning and we need uh, good partners in the development uh, Business And so all those things are, have been in the works and we've made some progress in the last three or four years, but we've got more to do. And Jeremy's right. Uh, You know, I would say it's already, we have great needs and it certainly would become a crisis if the prices stayed high and interest rates started going up, then we would have a much harder time with, for people qualifying. And, uh, and, you know, we got to keep rental options out there too, because not everyone can afford to do the purchase model. And especially if you're trying to reduce your mortgage rate, what does that mean? You got to put 20% down. Right. And that can be a lot if you're talking about, you know, a 300 to $400,000 home. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it is definitely something that we are working on. um, And the the county's working on
0: the state's working on. By the way, 20% of 400,000 is 80 grand. So if you have 80 grand in the bank and you want to throw, yeah, that's, that's, that's that's a a, lot. It's a tough pill to swallow there. Yep. Um, do, do you ever get the concern uh, – it, it seems like to me that, that managing a city sometimes is about putting out not literal fires but figurative fires. Uh, the, the big concern right now is affordable housing. Uh, if you put that fire out and you put too much water on there, you're going to have a flood. Do you, does that concern you that, okay, well, yeah. we're, we're so worried about affordable housing. Now what if we get too much? Um, yeah, I, I, I guess
1: what I would say is this – I don't know that it's going to be possible to get too much Mm. in the, certainly in the next, in the short term, except Andy that this, you might build too much in one place Ah. and then you might set yourself up for uh, other problems down the road. If you have too many people in too uh, small a place, you tend to have more crime, for example. Right. And so our police knows that, you know, chief whitehead knows that. And Mm. so, you, you really, what what you try to do, and what we've tried to do, we're still working on these as we redo our what's called our city's general plan, which we'll be doing this coming year. We try to say, okay, let's spread the densities around. Let's have, you know, instead of having, um, you know, highfalutin, really fancy areas, which every city is going to have some of that, okay, but instead of having a bunch of that and pushing all the, quote, affordable or attainable housing, uh, lower income housing to one end of town. We need to intermix all those those types of housing and the income levels and have, you know, a community or multiple communities within a community, if you will. Spread the spread the love, because, frankly, you and I uh, are a little bit further along in our careers. Mm -hmm. um, But we both started out, I'll bet you, renting uh, in apartments. Right. I did. We did. And uh, we so, I, I one of the things I remember I enjoyed a lot when we were young, still uh, s- s- students, um, but married. We were living in a neighborhood where we had several apartment buildings and then a bunch of single family homes. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed having you know neighbors that were in a different stage of life than I was at. I I, I think that was healthy. Yeah. And so agreed. you know uh, I I hope that we will. Uh, look at it that way, and some of that's going to be in education because there are uh, folks, and it's it's kind of natural. Well, you know, we know that you need apartments and townhomes, but not in our backyard, not not right there. Yeah, over there, <laughs> you know, Dixie Downs. Put it over there, and so you know, we've got to work on. In fact, areas like Dixie Downs, we can't we can't forget. We've got to make sure we have the same uh, quality of life uh, things such as parks, you know, and that's why we built a few years ago, the Dixie Downs park right there by fire station seven, right. You know, just, just not too far from uh, snow Canyon, uh, just down the road from snow Canyon parkway. So anyway, there, there, but there are other things. There's other beautification things there, you know, schools, all those things in partnership. We need to take care of all of our city, all of our community, and, and spread the different housing types around so that we can have people in all parts of town feel like they uh, are in a good part of town.
0: It reminded me of a story when you were talking about mixed neighborhoods, when, when we were uh, newlyweds, I would just, I mean, we had been married like three, four months. We moved into an apartment and it was the only apartment. There was like maybe 16 apartments. The rest of the rest of the neighborhood was nice houses, like, mm-hmm. like really fine houses. they, they decided it was it was uh, early spring. They decided they were going to have a cookout and have a have like a, a a nice dinner in the neighborhood, and they on the little note they said bring bring a nice meat to barbecue, and then the other stuff will be provided. So uh, we showed up, and uh, there was uh, the filet mignon, and there was there was <laughs> steaks and, and you know cutlets and pretty much every kind of fancy meat that you could find, and. Uh, I walked over to the grill and opened my package of uh, chili-filled hot dogs because that was the classiest meat I could afford. It was hot dogs with chili infused inside of them and uh, put it on the grill with all that fancy meat. And uh, I, you know, what are you going to do, right? I mean, yep. <laughs> I, I didn't fit in, but it was uh, it was a good learning experience for yep. me. <laughs> well, and, you know, again, good that you went and you were yourself too. And,
1: and I guess the others were too, although, you know, like you say, <laughs> might, I don't know. Flaming maybe they could have uh, passed on that and just done, uh, you know, a simple steak. You know, yeah, yeah. There was <laughs> some nice meat on that. ground. but yeah, it's it's, um, but it's good. And you know, you, I think you can expect, and we shouldn't all, uh, you know, as as our children uh, go out and are going to college, getting married, you know, newlyweds. I mean, you know how this is. I don't think you and I expected to instantly uh, be able to buy a home and to be able to, you know pay cash for a fancy car or whatever you have to, you have to work your way uh, along in life and work your way up and and, uh, and and you know it doesn't work out as perfectly as everybody would like it to so anyway I think that's why we want to try to make sure we have options for people in very different fields and um, and that's why also uh, I think you, you want to as much as possible as individuals get all the skills you can any education and vocational, Education that you can uh, to help you and, and and be able to afford where you'd like to live and and by that i don 't mean mansions you know, but to, right. to live in an area like this it 's true this is a very desirable place to live, uh, but we don 't want to price people out who we need to to have here, you know taking care of so many uh, different needs such as health care and you know law enforcement fire i mean all those people we'd love to have them make teachers. We'd love to have them make, you know, a livable wage. And uh, I, I hope they do.
0: But in our area, it's getting to be tight. It is. Uh, you know, in, 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 I always say this on this show. Uh, it's, it's okay to complain about something or talk about a problem that we have. But uh, I'd really like it if we could offer a, a solution, too. And I know you've, been, you've talked about a little bit that, you mm-hmm. know, we need to make sure there's some affordable housing. Is there anything else we can do about what is really a housing crunch and a borderline crisis, as Jeremy Larkin calls it? anything else we can do uh, everyday people no you know i i don't know i don't know
1: that there is uh, except that you know as i look around and i see i don't know if you've noticed in kind of central st george some of the older homes you're seeing people that are renovating or you know fixing them up and 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 i'm i'm really excited by that i love downtown st george yeah and so i'm 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 happy to see that and i guess what I would say is there's there's sort of a new, I'm going to call it a slogan, but it's more than a slogan, love where you live. You know, I think we need to make sure that we're doing all we can to keep our property and our neighborhood clean uh, so that it's a desirable place for people to be, to either fix up, you know, whatever the space is that they occupy or are in as a neighborhood and be a community within your community. You know, be a neighborhood. And and have it be a place where you're all proud of, and that's going to help others. I think want to be there and want to also keep their um, yards in good repair and their homes in good repair as best they can. Help each other to do that. All those things do help. I think um, have help us have pride in our in our community in our our you know our neighborhoods. That 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 believe it or not that does help a lot of things. It also the love where you live as a sort of a campaign is a clean up the trash campaign uh, that was just started. It's a public private partnership uh, that you'll find on Facebook and it's all about, I don't know if you've noticed, but this year, I don't know. Some of it's COVID uh, and the fact that we don't have the prisoners out helping us clean up some of the roadways, but we got too much trash out on along some of our roadways and so there's a young, uh, I'm going to say young because he's younger than me, uh, <laughs> a young man kind of started this and, and uh, brought it more to our attention. Um, and um, his, his name is Rain. Um, but if you go and look uh, on Facebook, Love Where You Live, you'll see that there's a volunteer effort to really try to think about, you know, what, you know, if, if you're concerned about something, uh, well, step in and do something about it, um, such as, you know, picking up trash, stay safe. But you can, you know, clean up trash along the roadways, and of course, don't litter. And then, if you see something that concerns you, say something. You know, let let our police department know, or let the city know. And we're going to be doing some things that the city. um, We call it a three-one-one system, where people will be able to uh, call in, or or even do it online. And if there's a problem, if there's an issue, if there's, you know, whatever it might be, something that needs city attention, they'll be able to let us know in an easier way. We're working on that for next year, uh, and so we'll talk more about that in the coming time. But really, there's a lot to be said for everybody kind of doing even what might seem to be a little part It will help neighborhoods and help us feel better about um, you know, and proud and have that quality of life wherever we may live in whatever type of housing we live in.
0: It's, it's like when you get up in the morning, uh, you want to look your best for the day, right? Yes. You're going to be out in public. you I mean, you know, I have, I have a dress shirt on. You're wearing a tie today. I've got a pair of slacks or so a little too wrinkled, but I was working on that. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a matter of pride in, in who you are and what you do. I know there are people out there mayor who are like I have just my land I'll do whatever I want with my land you yeah. know and, and, and yeah. they'll park a, a broken down car or they'll have a you know a washer dryer or a toilet sitting out in the front yard whatever it may be and I'm not trying to be critical of those people but what I'm saying is you, you should have pride in where you live and, and how your property looks uh, I, I, I've told the story before but uh, you know I went uh, as a missionary out to uh, New Jersey. And, uh, uh there's a, a town called, well, almost every town in New Jersey, uh, I'm talking about South Jersey where it's mostly neighborhoods, but there it, it's like, it's like out of a, a, a Norman Rockwell painting. Every, mm-hmm. every yard is trimmed perfectly. There's not trash out in the yard or parked cars or whatever. Uh, they trim their hedges, uh, put, some have sculpture art, you know, but their plants or whatever, uh, it, it's just, and, and it's almost a competition like whose yard can look not the nicest, but the neatest. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, I, I, I felt that I feel like that's missing sometimes in Utah. Sometimes we don't take, we take pride in how we look, even the car we drive, but in the, uh, our front front yard needs to be mowed. Who cares? Or, or, you know, there's yeah. weeds or, or, or a toilet out in the front. I, I've actually seen that mayor. Yeah, know. <laughs> yeah. I have too.
1: And, and other, um, um, appliances, let's just say, uh-huh. because they're, there have been people, and we're dealing with it, because how do you think that makes your neighbors feel? And, and you know, hey, I, I, you know, we, we, um, we are a, a nation of, um, let's say, rugged individualists, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we respect that, right? We respect people's property rights, but at the same time, I think it's really good to also respect others' property rights and say, well, you know, what I do does affect my neighbors, and wouldn't it be nice if I gave that some thought, And so I agree with you 100%. I I would rather not have code enforcement have to be the bad guys and follow up on all those things. And that's a tough job. It is a really tough job. And we've got some more issues with that, and we've kind of laid off a bit, honestly, in 2020. Mm -hmm. uh, We've tried to give people kind of a break for various reasons uh, uh, Mm -hmm. who are just trying to, you know, make it. But there's another thing. If you're close to your neighbors, then you'll know, if maybe there's something you can say or do to help them, to offer, to help. Because, you know, for people that really have, they may have a hard time physically or financially doing something, well, maybe we can help each other. And, and there may be situations that aren't like that, and they just don't want the help, and they, they you know, aren't going to make changes. But, you know, I think most situations, if, if people could use some help, they'd accept it. And so it's good, again, good to know your neighbors and, and know how you can help without being offensive. And, and, you know, we can all be tolerant as well, yeah. but I can think of just in my neighborhood, Andy, I can think of probably, you know, probably 15 or 20 um, homes where they're probably in violation of a city code, you know, with, with something out in front or that's not in, you know, keeping, um uh, not keeping up their, their yard or their home. And it might even be some, you know, less, uh, maybe even some dangerous situations. People yeah. don't realize there can be fire hazards. Uh, and if you, um, if you even build a carport, for example, that's done without a permit and, and done, and it's, and it's done incorrectly or, or it's too close to the neighboring home, there are reasons we have setbacks. Yeah. And some of that is to avoid the spread of fires. You know, if there's a fire at one house, we don't want it to catch on to the next. So,
0: anyway, there are good reasons for some of those things. Are we going to get a weather break, in? We're talking with John Pike. When we come back after the weather break, we will take your phone call, 673-5890, if you want to talk with the mayor. Every weekday morning at 9, Andy Griffin brings in the most relevant guests, tackles the top issues, and lets your voice be heard. heard. Only Only on KDXU, Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Welcome back to the program, Mayor Thursday. John Pike is with me today. Don and I have uh, been doing this uh, show every couple of weeks for you know, almost two years. Now. That's right, twenty months or something like that. It's, it's crazy. Actually, February first of last year, so uh, that is uh, what uh, twenty one months. Yep. Yeah, and uh, we have yet to call each other any mean names. No, or we don't do that. <laughs> no, <laughs> at least not through our face. No, I'm just <laughs> Plus, uh, we're like the same age, just about. I know you and so, I do have a lot in common, and,
1: and we came here similar times. You beat mm-hmm. me by a bit, but like uh, a year. Or yeah, something is all. but yeah, so. we're we're um, we're happy to be here, aren't we? This is a great place to be.
0: I, I did want to ask you: Have you lived in your twenty what twenty five years? Yes. There? Have you lived in Saint George City the whole time? Or yes. Have you?
1: Yeah, but, in fact, I've lived on the same street, two houses, but same street. Really? Yeah, wow, that's
0: <laughs> phenomenal. So, yeah. Uh, I, we actually moved in 93, we moved to Cedar city. Oh, did you? And I lived there for like nine months and then we moved from Cedar city to St. George over by Dixie Downs, got an apartment uh-huh. we were still renting. Uh, then we moved, uh, from Dixie Downs. We bought a house in hurricane. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've lived Cedar city, uh, over almost to Santa Clara out to hurricane. Then we moved to Washington city and lived there for 19 years. And now we live in St. George uh, city once again. So I, I haven't been, Technically, in Ivins or Santa Clara, but I've been um, around the area. Kind of close, yeah. So, uh, well,
1: it's, and, you know, we kind of talk about this. It's, uh, um, you know, the, the lines are pretty blurry between cities now, aren't they?
0: They sure are. <laughs> there used to be a very, you know, yep. there was space between them.
1: Yep. And <laughs> now, you know, I don't, I, I couldn't tell you without looking at a map where the exact lines, at least the complete lines, mm-hmm. uh, the border of, of St. George and Ivan's or Santa Clara. Right. I know about, and I know on certain roads, that's the line. But, you know, in Washington's even tougher.
0: I was going to say, you go out east over here, and the <laughs> line is kind of a zigzag. It is. Uh, and and yep. it, honestly, uh, I think most people thought Pineview High School was in Washington City. That's right. It, it is not. not. It is in St. George City. In fact, the only high school that's not in St. George here in the area is now the new Crimson Cliffs, which is in Washington that's City. That's correct. Yep. So that one and just barely, and how, barely by the way and the temple which is, is mm-hmm. going to be built new red cliff temple will be in Saint George city but just barely just barely so. yeah
1: we kept we kept saying to um, people contacts we have with the uh, with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints we'd say now, wait a minute is this going to be in Saint George or <laughs> and they'd say you'll be happy and we're going <laughs> well, we don't know what that means we'll be happy you know if it's in the anywhere in the area but but yeah cuz the even their property the church's property is in both St. George and Washington uh, City, and I think they might even have some that's in the county out there that's not even yet in a city. So, that's right. so because they have quite a bit of property there. So it depended on which exact parcel you know that uh, that was built on. But you know, we're uh, that's why it's even more important that we work closely together uh, as uh, neighboring cities, and and we do. We work really well with the, with the cities of Ivan, Santa Clara, and Washington. And we, uh, between the elected officials and the, you know, the managers and so forth, we work pretty well in our, our public works people. We try to, and we have meetings of certain types like transportation uh, and planning related meetings where we're meeting as a county. And, and that helps us to plan and make sure we have hopefully pretty seamless transitions, if you will. Uh, I don't want you to go from st george to washington or washington to st george and say wow we can tell there's a huge difference in the roads you know i want it to be similar and and to make sense and to not have something really weird well why washington or st george not plan that together sidewalks or whatever it might be so we try to do that and and like crimson as you talked about it crimson cliffs um we built the road that got people to the back door if you will of that because frankly, we knew that the front door was going to be too busy if we only had it be the front door, right. meaning 2000 South. And so we, we built a new road. We spent, I think it was close to $2 million to build that road and acquire some property to go to the back door by the football field. You've seen yeah. how, how that approach is on uh, Yeah, that's usually where I
0: park because yep. it's a lot closer. <laughs>
1: yep. So, you know, so we did that and that's appropriate because frankly, about 60% of the students at Crimson are from St. George. In
0: George. that's right. So,
1: you know, we're, of course, we're going to be, and by the way, the same thing happens with our, um, our, uh, school resource officers, our police officers that are mm-hmm. based in the schools. Well, in that case, um, Washington pays for about a third of, uh, of, well, actually they pay for half that, a sixth, and we pay for, you know, the other two thirds. So, uh, when I say two-thirds, two-thirds of half because the, count, the school district pays half and the city pays the other half of the cost. Okay. So in that case, we split our half with Washington City so yeah. that we're, you know, we're all helping to contribute to the benefit of the students of our, our cities.
0: And, and the, so, the officer there is a Washington City policeman though, right? I, usually I, I that's I how so it works. There. Yep. But we would help pay for it because of,
1: you know, there's a bunch of St. George kids there. And so that's how it's, that's how we've done it in the past. And of course, you know, when you get out to Hurricane and up to Enterprise, that's up to those cities, how they work with the school district. But Washington and St. George work very closely together on those issues.
0: I'm curious, Mayor, you, you know, we talk about the kind of the zigzaggy borders a little bit. Has there ever, ever been disputes about land between, let's say, Washington and St. George or St. George and Santa Clara? Is it, I mean, throughout history, have the... Have yes. they had trouble defining those lines? A little bit sometimes. Yeah. And it's more about, well, wait a minute. This is
1: still in the county. Uh, we want to annex it and have it in our city. And the other city will says, wait a minute. We think we ought to have, have that. But typically, you know, that works pretty well. In fact, there's more of that that happens just for little parcels than you might think. We recently annexed a, a couple hundred acres that are essentially kind of out by the Arizona Strip, but they're in Utah. We annexed it from county, uh, unincorporated, you know, county uh, uh, property. No one was fighting that. But Santa Clara over kind of near the Entrada area recently said, hey, we would like to annex this property. We think it fits better in terms of utilities and and connectivity in in Santa Clara. And we said, you know what, that's cool. And even though, you know, we don't really didn't want to give it up, um, it's fine. And it was going to be developed in a little residential uh, neighborhood that we had planned it on being in our city. But we said, uh, it's fine. You're right. It works fine. So we didn't fight it. And we, in fact, approved it. We did a public hearing. Nobody came. Nobody cared, you know. So in most situations, Andy, it works really well. And okay. we cooperate. There are a couple times, like out by the airport where Washington and St. George had some issues. But it ended up all working out fine. And, you know... The mayor of Washington and the mayor of Saint George, we go to lunch just the two of us at least once a month, and we just talk about whatever. Who buys? Yep, uh, we take turns. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's it's that treat kind of. Yep. In fact, right. yeah. In fact, we're going tomorrow. <laughs> so cool. All so right. we do that, and every once in a while, we'll bring in Mayor Rosenberg from Santa Clara or, or uh, Mayor uh, Bramel from Hurricane. So those are important things, and we serve on other committees together. But it's important to work together.
0: And, you know I forgot to mention by the way and we are getting phone calls but uh, we have uh, opened up you can email me and I will get your uh, get your questions on the air uh, if you email me I've got a couple of emails we got a couple of phone calls you so better let's, take them huh let's uh, let's uh, do do some business mayor all right the caller you're on with Andy with mayor Pike what's going on today
2: uh, yes hello um, Hi. I had a question uh, with the green Springs uh, I know some of that is Washington city and some of st george um but there's no pedestrian sidewalks on that uh, that main street and i dropped my car off at costco to get some tires and i was walking back to my shop and i found myself there's bushes and you have to walk out into the street um i thought it was quite dangerous and that uh, i just didn't know there was something that washington city and st george could get together on and make it safe for pedestrians to walk on thirty fifty east.
1: Thirty fifty east. Um can you tell me the other coordinate? I, I know where yeah. you're to- uh, mm-hmm.
2: yeah it's uh, thirty fifty east from the you get the Green Springs exit from I fifteen like you're heading to Costco and then that turns into thirty fifty east and all the way from the Costco down to where it starts turning into Riverside, there's just no pedestrian on either side of the road.
1: I'll take a look at it. Uh, That, you know, part of the trick there, and it it probably some of that needs to be kind of redeveloped, that was really an industrial park, you know, Mm -hmm. and so it wasn't really designed uh, to have a lot of pedestrians in it uh, because of what it was. That was called the uh, Mill Creek Industrial Park. And so now that, now that it's a little bit different, uh, you know, it, it may be that there's something more that should be done. And, and I'm not sure. We'll have to look at if, you know, sometimes you do one side of the street and, and not the other. But, but I'll take a look at it. I'm happy to check that out.
2: Yeah, it was just an experience I had personally when I dropped the car off and I was walking back and I thought, oh, my gosh, this is actually, you know, quite a dangerous area for pedestrians. Well, that's just something I thought
1: maybe it could be looked into. Yep. Right. We'll sure look into it. That part of the area, by the way, is St. George. Uh, it's interesting because Albertson's is in Washington City. Uh, right. But Sportsman's Warehouse, uh, St. George. St. George. Yeah. Uh, Freddy's, S- St. George. Costco? Costco, St. George. St. George. In, uh, uh, Home, De- Home Depot and uh, Walmart over there, Washington. So you know Bed Bath and Beyond, uh, In and Out Burger, Washington. So it's kind of interesting. The line, the line there actually follows a power line, and so it's kind of, <laughs> kind of interesting how the the city boundaries are there. But where you're describing that's Saint George, and so we'll take a look at it.
0: All right, then we've got a couple of uh, well, let's let's take another call, and then I've got to get a commercial break in, and we have some emails to get to as well, Mayor. So, okay. Uh, Caller, you're on with Andy with Mayor Pike. What's up? Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Mayor. Morning. Morning. You
3: know, there's been a lot of talk on this uh, conversation today on the previous show about uh, the price of housing and uh, just the various uh, things related to uh, uh, construction and growth. And, Mayor, I've, I've asked you this question over the years, and I never really get what I think is a satisfactory answer. But in order to buy a house, you have to have a career, not a job. You have to have a career. Because yeah. just working at, you know, we've had a lot of growth in, in fast food and restaurants. Those are the kinds of jobs that are are coming to our area. How is a young person supposed to stay here and have a career if we don't have any industry or any manufacturing growth in the area? And so I'd like to know what, if anything is the city doing to try to attract uh, career jobs here. So people actually can stay here and and enjoy the uh, standard of living.
1: Well, we're doing, we're doing, I think, about all we can. And, you know, to some extent, I guess I'd be happy to hear from you what you think we ought to be doing that we're not doing. But, for example, Tech Ridge, that is 100% about economic development as it relates to jobs and higher wages. That is, you know, 160 acres that the city basically said, you know what, we could just sell it and go to the highest bidder and it could be a bunch of fancy homes kind of to our previous topic, or we could put it to work for the citizens and for the future citizens of St. George. And that's what we chose to do. The latter was to say, let's, let's have this be uh, basically a, a, a tech ecosystem up on Tech Ridge. And we have the first building, the first private building, which will be the offices of Zonos and um, Printer Logic. The, the second building uh, will contain probably busy, busy, and um, Airborne ECS, Airborne ECS, Environmental Control Systems, is a company that is, uh, the majority is owned by another uh, company here, the owners of Ram Manufacturing. So to your previous thing, manufacturing barely existed here 25 years ago. And we have a significant light manufacturing uh, presence in St. George and Washington County now because of the past efforts of the city and the cities and the county and people like uh, Scott Hershey. And so right, now, problem with- w- w- let me finish, now going with uh, trying to embrace tech, um, we those companies I mentioned all are already here and they started here. And that's what we would like to help provide a, a good place for them to grow, to stay, to expand, to have some... Um, critical mass that will help keep them here, and to keep their employees and attract new ones uh, to you know grow up through our, our schools and and trade, uh, for example, through uh, meaning uh, uh, Dixie Technical College as well as uh, Dixie State. We we hope to to be able to build a, a new uh, even greater emphasis in those fields as well as hopefully even aerospace because of the likes of Airborne ECS and Ram Manufacturing and others who are now looking. So there's a lot going on behind the scenes that hopefully you'll begin to see even more, uh, because there are all kinds of efforts and people looking at us. Doesn't mean they always choose to to pull the trigger and to come here, but many are, are starting to do that, and I think you'll see that, especially as we pull through COVID.
3: Well, actually, we won't see that. We haven't seen it. You you said three times. let me finish now. You said hope in the last uh, uh, minute and a half that hope is a a really poor uh, plan. And so you, you mentioned Ram. I worked for Ram Company for a couple of years, and I can tell you that, by and large, the average person who works at Ram cannot afford to buy a house in this town. The wages, it's not a career, it's not jobs that produce enough money to buy a home here in this area. And so all I'm asking, Mayor, and you said the same thing every time I ask you this question, would you please go out? and try to attract real jobs that are going to be careers for people because you the city helps people out all the time they they give uh, tax breaks they give incentives they subsidize how about subsidizing a, a company that would actually bring jobs here where people could stay and buy homes
1: so yeah again be happy to talk with you more offline about it so that you could hear maybe you could come to a st george area economic development meeting which are public meetings and you could hear some of the things that they're doing so yeah there are some great things that are happening airborne ecs is a great example there there are already jobs there they are hiring and they are going to be building up on tech ridge for example so there are new jobs that wouldn't have existed here if it weren't for even ram and the and their owners and and the success that they've had so and others I can't yet talk about uh, that, you know, I, I believe will come. Uh, but there are some that are already here that have built from the ground up here. That's why Tech Ridge is going to, it already exists. And they'll be opening up here hopefully later this month. So, yeah, things are happening. We, we can't just go out and write checks to businesses to get them to come here. What we do is in the way of the backside, once they've performed and added value to the area and met their responsibilities, we provide it in the way of tax rebates property tax rebates and and that's really probably the best way to do it
0: that we've found let's get your contact information out there mayor one of the yeah. one of the emails was hey how do i get a hold of the mayor if i need to talk for email here? yeah
1: so here are two ways uh my email is j-o-n dot p-i-k-e at sg and hey if you want to text me my cell 435-632-6892 Wow, giving a cell
0: phone number out. Way to go, man.
1: We give that out once in a while. My wife says, <laughs> you know, why do you uh, give your cell phone? Well, it, it that's my personal phone, um, but I'd love to be uh, able to connect with people as much as possible.
0: Okay, uh, real quick, couple of uh, texts. We only have about a minute left. I, I, I skipped a couple of commercials. Got to get those in, Mayor. But uh, one of them uh, emails says, why are teen group homes given free reign and businesses licenses so easily? I don't I don't really have an opinion on that. I don't know about that. Do you, Mayor?
1: Um, well, simple question is, and again, may want to follow up with an email because there could be more to this question, that we don't give them free reign. In fact, it's very, very difficult mm. I, to get that kind of a, a license anymore. Now, there there was a time when we had several, still do have several, but um, there are restrictions that, frankly, would make it very hard to have a new license. Uh, um, a troubled youth home if that's what they're talking about
0: yeah i, I think so all right uh, mayor thanks for coming on today we're gonna have to end a little bit early because i've got to get a couple of commercials hey, thanks. in. thanks thanks andy really appreciate you uh thanks again to joe shoney as well great sponsor of this show and has been for several well, for a long time longer than i've been on this show uh joe's uh, goes online and says review me let me know what your experience is with me and by and large every review is well this guy is incredible he really gets uh Let's us know what's going on with our loans. 4.91 out of five stars average online. Give Joe a call, 435-590-6300. Open line Friday tomorrow. We'll talk to you then.